0: welcome to this week's episode of soccer neophytes podcast an epic arsenal liverpool draw which leaves the door open for city villa is soaring forest is free falling and burnley's back what up boys
1: what's good nate hey hey hey. uh welcome back to me of course everybody's favorite
0: (laughs) everyone's favorite we had more listens last week than all season that's not yeah they
1: were all concerned (laughs) everybody kept tuning in they're like oh my god is andy okay is
0: he gonna ever get check in this one this will be the true test like if we have more listeners this week like hoping you're back and then it drops off next week this will be a good little litmus test listen listeners here
1: we go i'm back for good so if you're gonna hang in keep hanging in that's all i'm saying uh you're stuck with me forever um i am like herpes and or glitter i never disappear once i'm on you (laughs) sorry (laughs) forever
0: forever well you know who is not coming back and that's kyle
1: kyle <laughs> yeah. the
0: neophyte he gave By up the way,
1: can we talk about the fact that um so uh, one of the things i do is whenever i'm in a group chat and whenever anybody um leaves it i always um take a screenshot of their leaving of it just because it's petty and uh as soon as kyle left our group chat i have a timestamp and everything uh, I know the moment he left, and I know the joke that caused him to leave. And frankly, he was annoyed with us, fellas. I don't <laughs> think he was. I think he I was don't
2: think so either. I, I think I, he I was. Know, I, I know him really well. Um, he's super busy trying to get his own business going. And um, he is trying to limit as many distractions as he can. So the 43 text messages that we'll send within a four <laughs> minute span is annoying but nothing we said inside of it would annoy him like you can't get to kyle there's no getting to kyle
1: so frankly it was one of those things that i've complained about you both about and frankly kyle has a um more sensitive window is all because i have told you on several occasions frankly um guys i'm working please stop annoying me today and um I get
0: it, Kyle. I would be, frankly, although yeah, I, I would be interested, and I may because I'm this petty. I may go back and count <laughs> text messages. And I guarantee you're within five. I put the over under or plus five that you are not that you are within five text messages uh, as Chris and I.
2: That is a. I, good I'm and willing apply. to bet he has. You guys more, go on but...
1: rants, and frankly. um, I'm not on your level. I'm not, and you Chris, got the fact that you would put it within five is so naive. And I think you're above us. I No, us.
2: I think you're above.
1: In me. how childish you're being right now, but go ahead. All right. Well, I'll count it
0: <laughs> and I'll we'll, uh, do it. I'll go back to like a certain date. I'll pick a date and then we'll just start from there. Go to the first of the year. The first of the year. Okay. Since the first of the year. Gosh, that's gonna actually take wait. Wait, wait.
2: When did? The, yeah. Yeah. Because that would work. Because that was when. They would have been back from uh, the World Cup.
0: Yeah, okay, that's perfect.
1: I feel confident in this. I feel good. I feel confident
2: in that Andrew has sent more text messages than I have in that group chat.
1: Oh, well, you're a monster. Nate text nonstop. No way. You, you already, you probably just tonight with your
0: like seven in a row probably surpassed both of us.
1: Are we doing a word count? Because here's the thing. No, we're All not count, doing word text.
2: count. I'll
1: do sentence mm-hmm. text, sentence text. I'll mm-hmm. do four words out.
2: No. Yeah. The other thing is that, uh, just to further this, when I picked up my phone 20 minutes ago, I had 19 missed text messages, and it was only from the two of you. You're welcome. Thank <laughs> you so
1: much this week.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we did have soccer to talk about uh, the big match of the weekend, being Arsenal United. Uh, nope, uh, and it, still not that, uh, that game. Still did not keep happen. saying Arsenal and United. That no one knows that except you guys because we'll edit <laughs> out my, the intro that I already screwed up. All my notes in here say Arsenal United. It was Arsenal Liverpool. Uh, that's who it was. I. Was watching it sporadically i was making some carnitas for easter um so i only i was in and out but you guys were texting a ton about it while i was work working on the carnitas so uh gentlemen i want i want to hear your guys's thoughts i what i heard was your guys's text and titus's groaning or celebrating from the other room so it was on at the house but
1: Hey, Chris, before you respond, can I just give a disclaimer warning for everybody listening? Um, This is going to probably be very much tilted in not Arsenal's favor. So, um, disclaimer warning to everybody listening to um, the analysis of this game. But also, if I might say it more directly, fuck Arsenal and fuck Arsenal (laughs) forever. So, Chris, go ahead.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I'll, I'll, here's what I'll, I'll throw out this disclaimer because I don't want anything that I will say over these next few minutes to get away from the fact that I think Arsenal is really, really good.
1: There you are. Hold, want- up. Hold up. Let me, let me chime in. Arsenal, alongside your brilliant analysis so far, Arsenal is so good. I hate that they're so good. They are so good. But please continue. Now, please do the butt yes. or the, yeah, yeah. The, the swivel, the turn,
2: the, the pivot. Right. I don't want to get away from the fact that I truly, truly believe that Arsenal's is really, really good. I also think they are. Good. They can be the most frustrating and annoying team to watch play football in the league. They are so good, and they have so much talent. And freaking Sokka's awesome, and Martinelli's awesome, and Gabriel Jesus is awesome. And they flop around like fish out of water. They take the easiest dives, and then they just bitch and complain and whine about it. And it is so off-putting to watch. Like, this is legitimately a game where I don't care who wins. And I just am watching the game going – Liverpool kind of sucks, but at least they're trying really hard. And my God, Arsenal is just a bunch of bitches.
0: I think some of that is – and you would think grown men – and, I mean, grand, grown men is a, is a strong – a term. Hegemonic term. Loose, 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 loose term, right? Because they are – a lot of these guys are under 25. So I want to – but, however – you would you would think that this wouldn't hold weight, but I do think it does. I think the way the manager acts influences how the players act. Mm-hmm. And I say that's this a, because point. I think I say that because I've noticed that with uh, Yulin Lapetegi for Wolves, that Wolves on the pitch have acted like petulant children sometimes, and he acts that way sometimes on the pitch as well. Arteta is one of the worst. Klopp might be the worst in post-game, like or non-match antics, but Arteta is horrible on the sidelines. And I think that translates to the players.
1: Um, can I say as the neophyte, the fact that I understood every single word in all of those sentences um really bothers me because yes, Klopp is awful. Arteta is the worst, but yes, it's, they mimic, right? Yeah. That's all they do.
2: If they know they can get away with it, then they're going to do it. That's just science. Well, that would explain why United was lost half the season last year and then confused and boring the rest of the year. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you're wrong, Nate. I mean, Arteta was a petulant child of a player with all his talent as well, um, and he's no different as a coach. I was shocked. So there came a point in the game, um, and, and this is where, I mean, Liverpool can only blame themselves for the loss today. They, they handed that game to Arsenal more than Arsenal won the game. Arsenal goes up 2-0 on a couple of True. goals. Uh, Liverpool gets one back from from Mo. And then he gets a penalty. Yeah. And for the second game in a row, where Mo Sal not second consecutive game, but his last two penalty kicks that he's taken, he has now missed. And so Mo goes up to take his penalty kick. Arteta didn't lose his mind. It was, I mean, on, on the replay, I thought it was a good call. VAR VAR upheld the call. So, but Arteta didn't lose his mind. He, they made the call. He kind of pouted, threw his head down, and walked away. But he didn't say anything. It was the least Arteta moment he's had. Um, but freaking Mo Salah has a chance to put this game 2-2 with like 30 minutes to go and misses the net completely. Doesn't even put it on goal. Misses yeah. the net completely, who is one of the best goal scorers that this league has seen in years. And so for him to do that was just so sad. But then Liverpool comes back with just a few minutes to play and they get the equalizer. And uh, at the end of the day, this game should have been 3-2 Liverpool. Uh, if Mo Salah does what he is supposed to do and what he's paid to do, but he doesn't, um, it's a good draw if you're a Manchester City fan. Yeah. It's a bad draw if you want Arsenal to run away with this thing and you want to see a new champion this year. Um, and as a United fan, I, d- I don't know how I feel. Like I don't. I. It's weird. Like I kind of try and look at it from the standpoint of um, I know I'm supposed to root against Manchester City. But for some reason, I just don't like Arsenal um, for whatever reason. I can't find myself cheering for them, no matter who they play. And I find myself wanting there to be a tight race for the title. So I think at the long run, this is good for what I personally want. But at the same time, I don't know if I really want Manchester City winning the title for a third straight year. So it's tough.
1: I'm sorry, am I the only one who is so thrilled right now to hear Chris say that out loud? I hate Arsenal so much. (laughs) Yes, we don't want Arsenal to run away with this. Arsenal's the worst. Their fans are the biggest dicks on Twitter. I know I'm new to Premier League. I don't know if Arsenal fans have always been this way, but they are the fucking worst. Listen... I don't hate United, I don't hate City, I don't hate Liverpool, I don't hate a bunch of teams, I fucking hate Arsenal fans, and I am so thrilled that they tied, I, I don't know what to say, guys, I know I'm the new guy, but Arsenal sucks so much, I hate them, chris help me out please this is
0: why this is why i asked chris to take the lead on this segment because you it's like asking me i mean i try and be level-headed we're going to talk about villa in a second but like maybe if it was west brom it would be a little different but you don't have a you have every reason to hate arsenal as a
1: chris is the one who started it chris help me out
0: no, we're not helping you out. It's, I'm just telling you, it's why I asked Chris to lead this segment because I didn't want you <laughs> just going off on hatred without any. Yeah, I
1: fucking hate stuff.
0: Arsenal. But I will say they do have horrible fans. They have one of the worst. The
1: worst, worst fans. Arsenal
0: TV is one of the worst things you will ever watch. It's thank not you. even worth
1: watching it on YouTube. You'll, you'll I just want. Thank you. Thank you for. Validating my feelings somehow. Thank you for making me feel that I'm not being irrational, that I'm being a homer. I'm just saying. Well, you are. You are being but a homer. But it's also true that their fans are Okay, let me clarify. um So I'm a Boston Red Sox fan, and yet I still hate Jonathan Papelbon and <laughs> Kevin Garnett more than any two people on the planet. Because they're the worst fake, tough guys I've ever met in my life. Having said that, I hate Arsenal so much. God, their fans are awful.
0: Okay, we got to move on. This is getting we'll out move of
2: control. <laughs> yeah, we'll <laughs> move on. And we'll leave it at it was a good game. And Liverpool choked. It was good. Um, But it was a good game. And Arsenal is still good. As much as I don't like them, and I hate to say that, they're, they're, they're good. They're really yeah.
1: good. Okay. That game.
0: Yeah, I think if you're an Arsenal fan um, – this win you want obviously you wanted the win, like because of the the distance it keeps you from city. So I think from that point alone. But if you take this match out of its context, in some ways, a draw against Liverpool is a good a good result for them. So they're up two nil. Obviously you want to get the three points, but a, but a draw. At, at anfield is is a good result for them so but uh title chasers manchester city smashes again not that we would expect anything different from them playing at southampton um, city wins four to one another and you want to know
2: how we know kyle is not coming back on the podcast because Erling Haaland played and scored two goals
0: yeah, he'll probably score every match from here on out. Now that Kyle has quit, quit the podcast. So, City is uh, they're they're just scary. Like Arsenal cannot slip up. That match April twenty sixth. It's a Wednesday. I need to actually put it in my calendar so I don't schedule any meetings at work. Uh, that match is going to be so exciting um, and really I, I honestly think the team that wins will win the title like obviously not if Arsenal wins they'll be up nine points it'll be almost impossible for City to come back I think if City wins City won't lose for the rest of the season and Arsenal will slip up somewhere else along the way so well, I-, I know it's I- a, a super bold prediction but I do think who wins that match will win the title
2: yeah, I think it's gonna have the biggest implication. But today was the slip up that City needed yeah. because they have a game in hand. So yep. they're six points back right now, but they have a game in hand. So really, there'll be only three potentially three points back when they play. So um, that's right. That game means obviously a shit ton. Um, but yeah, it's even closer than what you said, me.
0: I actually forgot that City had a game in hand. So yeah, that you're right. That's massive. That's massive. Yeah. Yep
2: city's doing what city does right now. Yep. Uh Andrew, what did you like to contribute?
1: It can't be about Arsenal of sucking. <laughs> I mean, do you want me to talk about my frustrating week with my team that I decided to um choose? Oh, I didn't see it in
0: the show notes. Remember, you're supposed to put your your thoughts that you want to share in the show notes.
2: I also want to throw out there that the season's not over and you can always change your mind. So oh, yeah. I hate Tottenham
0: so much. Um, you burn, know I mean? burn your burn your Tottenham clothes.
2: That yeah, would be. A- I mean, let's be honest. Uh, an ex girlfriend bought you a nice pair of sweatpants and you immediately got a boner in them. And we're like, it's this true. Is
0: it's true. were literally so- what happened. It is what happened. That's he it felt I think if he felt peer pressured into choosing them because his girlfriend bought him Tottenham gear. Are we done? No, and actually no. I don't think he can switch. He's made his declaration and I don't want him switching when they fall to sixth and are playing in Europa next year, and he's
1: pissed. Are we done? Are you guys got any more?
2: No. You yeah. could always choose between the three teams that get promoted. You guys got <laughs> any more? Like what if we give you the option on a final day Great at idea. our watch party? You can trade in the Spurs for either Burnley. <laughs> I'm assuming Norwich City is probably coming back up. Who North have City to? Is no, Norwich City's not coming up. No. no, 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 They're in sixth. They
1: could. If no, they they're a solid through. 16 points down.
0: Yeah, I but they, but they do a tournament. Do you know how it works, Andrew? This is important.
1: Oh, I are we getting and knowing is half the battle. Yeah, let's I do this. We are. So the I do first not, apparently the
0: first two teams get automatic promotion.
2: Yeah,
1: and,
0: and that's Burnley and um. Right now, it's Sheffield,
2: Sheffield United.
0: Yeah, and that'll probably be who it is. So Burnley and Sheffield, both and, are yo-yo teams, and then Burnley. teams three through six play in a playoff. So, team three plays team six, and then four and five, and then the winners advance to play in a title to go to the Champions League.
2: Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. So, Norris just needs to get into the top six. They're currently seventh, but they're one game out of six, or one point out of six, two points out of fifth. Yeah,
1: and they're playing like crap, dude. You know who else is playing like crap? Nottingham Forest segue i don't know but whatever did you want
0: to talk about how disappointed (laughs) i'll let you tell talk about how disappointed you are in spurs
1: if you want um yes um can we talk about the fact that they've left four points on the table that they drew with two teams who were in the bottom you know seven who um they were leading comfortably late Who were, they left open goals for uh, Hugo Lloris, who didn't even attempt to block them. (laughs) Um, Can we talk about a number of different things? How um, Dyer is just the laziest bastard on the planet, and I hate him. And um, how there's just so many problems outside of the fact that everybody just feels comfortable coming in fourth, and it's hard when I'm new here and I really want to be the best. And I'm not enjoying this laziness. I don't know what you mean about feeling comfortable
0: coming in fourth. They're on the outside looking end of fourth place now. It's hey, be really why don't sad you when they finish. your
1: stupid, stupid fourteenth <laughs> place mouth and stop always doing that. But go ahead, Chris. Maybe you can talk instead of Nate.
2: Well. I, you don't want me to talk right now because I was I was reading a report 20 minutes ago from the PG MOL who admitted that there was another VAR mistake this weekend and that Brighton should have been awarded a penalty kick against Tottenham. So for Duke,
1: Brighton should have won I hold up, hold up. <laughs> I would like to state for the record, Nate and Chris, I would like you to confirm this. I said, Brighton should have won that seven to two. Did I not? They got hosed by the refs. I said that. Yes, you did. Yeah. It was in one of your many texts that you sent us. I also said, I'll fucking take it and eat shit. We should have won the last two games and I'll fucking take it. Eat shit. Brighton. I really want you to die. I think I also said that, but that's not the point. Tottenham I, is kicking me off and I hate him. Go ahead.
2: I, I wanna be I wanna be honest here. Um I was not so much in love with um Neophyte Andrew. Um I love Spurs <laughs> andrew oh. so
0: much. There he cannot switch because he is as much Spurs as like his life is Spurs. Spurs he has lived out that his spursiness and that he just realized it this year that this he is a spurs fan he just didn't know it until this year yeah you know like I, like, can like
2: can listening to this? you ramble listening to you ramble about watching uh you know bournemouth play west ham For 20 minutes was so painful. But listening to you ramble about Spurs every week is legitimately one of my favorite things I get to do every week. Like, I can't thank you enough. And I mean that, like, sincerely, from the bottom of my heart. Like, I truly enjoy you being here, Andrew.
0: And what's amazing is that they actually won. Like, guys, (laughs) it might be the first time I, I texted this to you guys, that this might be the first time that all three of our teams have won on the same match day, which is more to do with wolves not winning (laughs) a lot of matches than your two teams but still it did feel i felt a sense of like peace and solidarity with you guys that i hadn't felt before so and
1: how did i respond nate yeah
0: (laughs) not well about like this (laughs) (laughs) well a team that has responded well since uh the inter- the break the world cup break is aston villa and we br- mentioned oh. them briefly last week but uh andrew you you texted earlier today you're like how in the hell is aston villa in sixth aston villa is in sixth place and granted they have a couple games in hand but
1: still they but are there i'd like to point out i have been talking about aston villa all season because oh, yeah. I like their kits, oh, and I also, like, once every four weeks, they go off for, like, a bunch of goals, and I'm like, hey, maybe they got potential. Maybe they're from the future, whatever. But they're not consistent enough, and then all of a sudden, they're in fucking sixth place, Nate, and I texted you, and I didn't understand it.
0: Well, it helps when they are unbeaten in seven, and they've won six of those. So they've won six of their last seven matches with a draw thrown in. That's nineteen points out of twenty-one. That's how you move up the table really quick. Um, I've been doing my post World Cup table, and Villa is fourth since the World Cup, just a point behind United. And let's count five points ahead of Spurs, <laughs> and they're also ahead of Wolves. They're eight points ahead of Wolves. So, but still villa uh is playing out of their minds ollie watkins seems like he scores every match now um just they're they're playing out of control so uh aston villa moving up the table it'll be interesting to see if they can somehow stay in a european spot um but
1: yeah they're they're playing really great um For those of us who um, might be um, new, can you explain the European spots for those of us nearing the end of uh, the season? Yeah. So the top four, as we
0: know, because we've talked about it a lot, top four go to Champions League. Those are locked in. Uh, Spots five and six will typically go to Europa um that can change barring a couple different weird things and spot seven goes to the conference league which is a newer european league that they started i think last season was the first season of it so the top seven will play in europe it's a you know depending on what who you are and what team you are for you know the top six if they don't finish top four it's a disappointment Um, but still finishing in the top six, the top six. I mean, the big six, the big six Premier League clubs. I mean, not finishing the top four means a disappointing season for them. But for sure, if you finish out, if you don't play in Europe at all, so kind of where Liverpool and Chelsea sit right now, that can be really devastating for them. And then for clubs that are maybe middle, mid table clubs, like an Aston Villa, a Brighton, a Fulham, Brentford for them to play in Europe is a huge deal. So finishing seventh, wolves first year, the, the year I chose them, they finished seventh and the following year was so exciting to be playing in Europa and you're playing teams in Turkey and Greece. And it was really exciting. And it adds some financial benefit, some exposure. So there's a lot of like really practical reasons, but then as fans, obviously super exciting. If you're not used to it, be able to play in a big
1: european competition so uh i guess my question then is um let me let me walk through this process right like hypothetically you're a soccer team that is in the middle of england you grow and you build all of a sudden you build you keep moving up leagues you keep moving into different all these things You're starting to make money based on all this exposure, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's definitely more money in Champions League. That's why for a team like Everton or uh, Liverpool or Chelsea, not making Europe at all. So it's financial, but it's also practical. So a guy like Ruben Neves, who has been with Wolves for a long time, he is going to leave Wolves because he wants to play in Europe. He's a player with aspirations. He wants to go to a team who's playing at that level. So now if Liverpool's competing with United for a player over the summer and Liverpool's not playing in Europe, the top notch players do not want to be sitting at home midweek. They want to be playing champions league. They want to be playing Europa. So there's a lot of like big implications, I think particularly for Liverpool and Chelsea this
1: season to not make those positions. So theoretically, do these um sort of competitions keep the rich teams richer and the poor teams poorer? Yeah, or does do. it help advancement if hypothetically you're on a run? Do you know what I mean? In theory, but
0: it really does like favor the rich, the 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 bigger teams, the bigger clubs for sure. Got it. So all right. There and there is one other caveat. I think it's the FA – it's got to be the FA Cup. The FA Cup winner gets an automatic spot in, uh, I think, in Europa. So the only reason it'll drop down to, like, the sixth or the seventh place team is if it's not one of the teams already in Europe. So um, let's say – I forget who's left in Europa, but if Fulham or someone, well, I know United is, but that doesn't count. Let's say Fulham were to win the FA Cup and they finished in 10th place. They would get to go to Europa and then it would bump all the spots up. So then whoever finished seventh wouldn't make any competition. This happened to Wolves actually their second year that I was following them. Wolves finished seventh. I think Arsenal finished eighth, but Arsenal won the FA Cup. And so Wolves got knocked out of Europa and Arsenal took their place.
2: Yes, because only two spots go to Europa.
0: Yeah. And it's typically fifth and sixth and um, or
2: the FA it, Cup. Whoever wins the FA Cup if it's in the league. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle.
0: Well, moving on, uh, there is a team that you alluded to earlier who is free-falling, and that is Nottingham Forest. And it doesn't take a lot to free-fall down the uh, relegation zone. Uh, there's obviously – actually, it does take a lot to fall down. It doesn't take a lot to come up because a couple wins will move you up pretty quickly, as we've seen with Wolves moving up to 13th place. West Ham, I think, is up to 15th now. Um, but Forest – has three points in their last eight matches and they have tumbled. Now they're in the relegation zone. That team is a mess and just hasn't, hasn't ever figured it out. They haven't been able to put the team together and they're in shambles.
1: Yeah, no, um, they have the worst goal differential in the whole league. They have looked like shit since uh, the World Cup. I have no idea what they're trying to do ever. I like watching them. I like their kits. So when they're on TV, I'll watch them. They look like shit all the time,
2: Nate. I'm rooting for these guys. Maybe, Maybe they're big fans of the Dallas Mavericks. Is that they it? To, yeah, maybe they just wanted to emulate Luca can we pile on? Because I hate Luka Doncic so much.
1: <laughs> we know. Um, what a monster. Um, I'm glad he's out of the playoffs. Have fun in Cancun, you fat bastard. Um, go you're awful. Go. I I, I don't know what we're doing. Go ahead, Chris. So for
0: Forrest has fallen uh into the relegation zone, they're a mess. And I I do think it's worth mentioning how bad Lester is. I, I cannot, I cannot for the life of me, figure it out. What has happened to that team? A team that for the last decade or eight years has been consistently mid table. It seems like they've got a lot of the same players. Um, and they're, they're just, they're a mess. They they're in 19th. And speaking of like the post post world cup table, Leicester since the world cup since January 1st has 8 points 8 wow it is they're 3 points behind Southampton since since the world cup it is it's a mess and i it doesn't look like they're going to pull out of it um which really to me is a shame i really like Leicester um as a club i've yeah,
1: I really. Hey, hey, no joke. You know how everybody was down on Bournemouth? Um, Bournemouth might escape just because Leicester and Nottingham Forest are so bad. Yeah. Don't
2: leave Everton out of this.
1: That's Everton true. Everton is going to escape for the same reason. Bournemouth, a... I'm sorry. Leicester and Nottingham Forest are so bad that those two teams, Bournemouth and Everton, who should be relegated any other year, are gonna escape because Nottingham Forest and Leicester are that bad.
2: I'm not willing to say anyone's gonna escape. I watched Everton United this weekend, and <laughs> Everton is so bad. Everton sucks. I love it, and I I do want to see Everton relegated just because it would be amazing. Well, uh, same.
0: They're right on the cusp.
2: Yeah, they're only so, out.
0: They're only
1: out from goal differential right now. Yeah. Correct.
2: They're, they're, both, they're tied with Forest on points, but like Forrest said, is
1: definitely out. They suck. They're so bad. So,
2: so the bottom three teams have have combined to get four points out of a possible forty five in their last five five matches each. So uh, that's that's not good. What's also fascinating about
0: Leicester, and I think we're seeing the difference between Leicester and Bournemouth, Leicester only has a negative 12 goal differential. That's like just behind Crystal Palace, who's at negative 11, who's in 12th place. Yeah. I mean, they have a better goal differential than Wolves, Bournemouth, Everton, Nottingham Forest, Southampton, and they're sitting down there. So they've been just a victim of a lot of draws and one one goal losses, where Bournemouth, on the other hand, has a negative 29 goal differential and yet sits three points above them and not in safety for sure, but in uh, 15th place.
1: So I guess, frankly, yeah. we should have a philosophical conversation here right now because um, would you rather be that mediocre that you're that frustrating or would you rather win a bunch of games? You have no business winning and just getting your ass kicked a ton of times. Go ahead. Open discussion. Hmm. I mean, if both teams stay up,
0: I'd probably rather be the team that underperforms. Well, I don't know, actually. That's frustrating. It feels like that's been Wolves this year, like just underperforming clubs. So. Imagine
1: having most of your games be like 1-1, and when you do win, it's one nothing or 2-1. God, well, the that's thing, exhausting.
2: Yeah, but the thing with Leicester is they're scoring goals. Like they've scored 40 goals, but they've given up 52. So it's like they're actually scoring at a pretty decent rate, but they're giving up goals at an insane rate.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the problem, right? Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. I would put my money on Leicester to stay up still. It seems like, oh, no, they're definitely up. They're, they're not going anywhere. That team, that team just seems to be too good.
2: Okay. So let's go.
0: If they go down, there will be a purge. The players that are on that club, James Madison, Edie, yeah. like there are so many players on there that premier league teams would just love to scoop up. Nate, where uh,
1: did you have Lester, uh, uh, pre, uh, before the season started? Oh, uh, probably
0: top, te- top of the half of the table for sure. I mean, I can look real quick, but cut- Chris? yeah, Chris, I'll look while you're, uh,
2: so what I was going to say is cuz I do love to start looking at schedules nowadays. So here Leicester's got eight games remaining. Three of them are tough. And by tough I mean like really hard, but then they have very winnable games. So they they've got Man at Man City, they have Wolves, Leeds, Everton, Fulham in a row. That four game stretch probably decides their entire season before they play Liverpool, Newcastle and close with West Ham.
0: Ooh, that's a tough, yeah. Well, I think we, wow. we hit at that at least last week or a couple weeks ago about some of those final week. Actually, we might have just talked about that uh, in text this week, I think. We were talking about the final week of the season. Leicester, West Ham could be a decider. Um, I forget who some of the others were, but there's definitely some matches coming up at, or the final match week of the season. We'll probably have a relegation uh, game at the end.
2: So I had Lester in seventh in my preseason predictions. I had
0: him seventh as well. So that shows how disappointing they have been. Well, there is a team that's already been promoted and that's Burnley. Burnley is back, uh, led by Vincent company, uh, Manchester city legend. Uh, it's so hard to tell, you know, what's going to translate from, the championship into the Premier League. But this is not the Burnley frustrating, annoying Park Burnley team that just sticks close to you one-one all game and then hits you on the counterattack at the end and breaks your heart. Um, they're they're scoring goals. They're they've scored 76 goals, so they're averaging uh like two goals a game in the in the championship. They're not allowing a lot of goals. They have a 46 goal differential. Uh, they really have kind of smashed the competition uh in the championship this year. I think I read that they were they're the earliest promoted team uh in cha- in since it's been called the championship. So I don't know how long that is. I don't know if it was the rebrand was the same time as Premier League, but I'm gonna but assume I- it was. So let's go with it. So well, yeah, let's go with it. So what is that? 30 years, the quickest to secure promotion out of the championship. So um, I'm excited. I like Vincent company. Um, I liked him as a player. I liked him. Uh, I, f- I forget where he was before, maybe PSV, or I think he was in the the Dutch leagues. Um, so I don't know. I It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. How Burnley does when they're, when they're promoted, what moves they make in the off season, but. We already know one of the teams for next season.
2: Yep. Congrats, Burnley. Welcome back, Natalie. We're excited to have you back, tweeting about the Premier League as opposed to uh, the Championship. So.
0: That's right. Yep. Um, I just looked it up. He managed Anderlecht, and he actually played for He was player manager in 2019. That's the best. And it wasn't. I'm. I. I'm sorry. That's uh, I'm so ignorant of my like Central European uh, countries, but he's he's Belgian and it was a Belgian club.
1: So who
2: I'm uh, sorry
0: who you
1: Belgium thinking? is not Central European. West, whatever. Belgium is Western European. Great. Thank you for the You're journey. welcome. Slovakia is the literal geographical center of Europe. Just throwing
2: that out there. Um, who do you think could be a player manager? right? Now? Rose
1: Oh, wait, wrong sport. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> you think I, I mean, I don't think we'd ever see in the Premier League. There's too much on the line. But like, what if who
0: would it be? I think Connor Cody for everton, I mean, he used to be wolves, but I saw him. I mean he he's managing on the pitch like the whole time anyways. So he's, I could see him being out of the clubs I've watched a lot, which obviously wolves, but I think he, I think he could be a player manager.
1: So I'm not saying he'd be a good one, but Mitrovic would be a um, great (laughs) and entertaining one (laughs) just because he would intimidate anyone who went against what he told him to do. And, um, God, he's such a monster. I love him so much.
2: Nobody would go against him, though. That's I, the know. I know. Terrifying.
1: He would just walk right up to you, look you in the eye, and you would do anything he
2: said. Yeah. Speaking of him, though, he officially got an eight-game suspension. Port. Eight games, dude. You don't grab a ref by the shoulder. <laughs> oh, you know what we didn't talk about in oh. the uh, Arsenal Liverpool was the linesman throwing an elbow at, um, I think it was um, uh, Henderson on his way out to halftime. I didn't see it. Uh, I'll send you guys the link to it. Uh, but there, yeah, I, I, I heard about it after the match and I was like, whoa. And then I finally saw the video and it's, it's uh, he definitely throws an elbow out there. I don't think it connects. It's too far away. And it might have been Robertson. um, But anyways, the linesman threw an elbow at one of the players for Liverpool as they were walking off for halftime.
1: So, Nate, no kidding. I was watching that game live, and it was on mute, okay, because I was in a meeting. And for some reason, the cameramen are following the the reps all the way out into the tunnel during halftime, and I had to unmute it to understand why are they following these dudes and you're hearing the play-by-play and then I saw the replay and yeah, he totally elbowed him.
0: Interesting. I didn't see any of
2: that. Yeah. I'll find the video. I'll, I'll text it over to you. Um, But I think, and the EPL seems like they definitely punish officials for poor performance. Uh, you got to imagine this official is going to get punished for, for this act considering they would suspend players for eight games for touching them
0: yeah that's crazy well we did have a very adventurous uh, red card <laughs> mostly during midweek matches so don't don't let me don't let uh, I don't want you to think that I forgot Andrew about the early week midweek red cards uh, on decore my hero my king. I'll follow you anywhere. DeCore, uh defended his player, his teammate, after Harry the bitch Kane shoved a guy to the ground, then stepped on him, and then flopped. Talk about Arsenal flopping, flopped around like a wet fish because, and Decore like pushed his face, like, yeah, that it's you shouldn't do that it's not allowed you should get a red card for it but uh honestly the high that was the my favorite highlight from the week was
2: Decoré and and Kane. andrew can you defend it at all because it was pretty pussy
1: um i can defend you guys being like little bitches and like <laughs> Oh, my That's God, cool. Harry Kane oh, no. did the thing that everybody else has always done a thousand times. How atrocious. I'm going to clutch my pearls. You guys sound like the biggest bitches I've ever seen in my life. So, frankly, whatever we're going to talk about. So, you I'm can't defend dog. him.
0: You're just going to attack us. So, I'm feeling deflection.
1: really, really good about the attack. And I feel like all the punches are landing. And you little bitches are getting hit in the face left and right. And I'm I'm okay with it. So,
0: yeah, huh. go ahead. Unlike the the smack that Decoray put on Kane, then. that
1: got me again there, Nate. Yeah, oh, there it is. Boy, I'm gonna have trouble defending Harry. Anyway, we won this week for the first time against two stupid matches. We should have already, but whatever. Go ahead. I have no shame this week. Eat shit. We finally fucking won. We shouldn't have won. We should have won the two before it. I have no shame this week. Fuck you. Sorry. <laughs> oh that's all right i got the Chris, good- you got me on this one or no you get
0: where i'm coming from i don't care actually i have the screenshot yeah. of that that is my favorite highlight maybe in five years
2: it's pretty bad It's if, if there's one thing i hate more than anything it's anytime anything's embellished like that well for and me
0: call- too, like what's frustrating is what Harry Kane did ahead of it. So it's not like DeCorey just did it because he was frustrated. How yeah. he pushed the player down like kind of kicks him while he's running by. And then DeCorey comes in defends his, his teammate. So yeah, I I mean it's the whole it's the whole thing that just brings so much joy to my life. Paul got a red card. Uh for Leicester in the midweek, and then, and this I need some help with. If you have any insight, there was the touchline red cards on both managers in Tottenham Brighton, and I don't know if you did any research, but from the kickoff, Deserby is just going. What's what's uh, I don't even know Tottenham's like interim manager's name, but he is from like they aren't even they've just walked out onto the pitch and it looks like ted lasso type stuff it's like nate's hatred towards towards ted and deserbi is just going after him in his face yelling at him and what is his name stellini is that what it is stellani stellini he he just stands there and takes it but then Uh, later in the match it happens again and they both get red cards and uh Andy any insight
1: um no I have no insight um frankly um I've been angry for about six days in a row until um yesterday when we finally won I've been miserable so um I have nothing rational to say so no I'm stepping out um, I got kicked off the podcast on Twitter, so uh, I didn't know I was coming back. So I was having trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's this team is so frustrating, Nathan, Nathan. I know, this... but I'm, a- I'm not asking about the team. I know you're
0: frustrated with the team. I'm asking you a specific question. Do you know anything <laughs> about why Deserby is mad
1: at Stellini? I don't. I I just am just sad all the time. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. I have nothing. That's
0: okay. You don't have to know. I just, I don't, I don't, there wasn't any, there wasn't anything said during the broadcast. It seemed out of place. I. They're both Italians, right? I think. And so maybe there's some history from the past. I don't know, but I
2: was hoping you're going to
0: bring some insight, but that's
2: mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Like they, they showed the highlight of it at halftime of a bunch of stuff and all that. And, like, Tim, I was like, anybody lip-read Italian? I want to know what happened.
0: The only thing I could see is that uh, Deserby feels like Stellini disrespected him, but I don't know anything more than that. That's the only stuff I've seen.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't follow up on it. I was just sad to have left four points on the table in the last nine days. I get it. We should be in third – I'm just throwing that out there.
0: Gosh. We and Wolves should be in 7th. Like we all they we all drop points. The Wolves can't score anything. But you can't make statements like we should be in 3rd. You Well,
1: won't. we left 4 points on the table in the last <laughs> 9 days which would put us in 3rd place. Yeah, that Wolves have dropped points too. That's the whole thing. thing. That's the and whole the point. The Wolves have left 1000 points on the table cuz they can't score a goal. Shut up. You're good. Move on. Chris, what do you think? Sorry, go ahead. Uh,
2: I think that considering you should have lost at Brighton, you should be happy being in fifth place.
0: Yeah, there it is. Okay, switching to American Watch. (laughs) Only one thing I want to touch on is that Jesse Marsh... Let's go! ...was supposedly back, but it sounds like the talks have broken down again. (laughs) Jesse... Dude, I don't know Dude, what... Just take
2: one... the check, Jesse.
0: Dude, he might be the biggest dick tease in coaching sports that he keeps getting close to these jobs coming back. But the latest uh, Fabrizio Romano, the last I saw is that talks seem to be breaking down and I don't think he's taking the Leicester job. Wow. If I
2: you're... wonder if he just doesn't want to tie himself to a potential... Uh, relegation team and have it like, like it's already hard enough to be an American trying to succeed as a manager in England, like that's okay. gotta be insane as it is. And then, even if it's not his fault to join a club with eight games left and watch them get relegated, you know he's gonna get blamed for it, yeah, totally. So, um, that's the only thing I can think of is he just doesn't want to tie his his hitch to a relegation squad and they get blamed for it and fans want him out. And But he's
0: obviously entertaining these talks long enough to yeah. the point where it's getting reported that they're close to a deal. So something's breaking down far later da- down the line than am I going to take a re- potentially relegated team, which we all said, I think out of all the teams down there, I would take less is, yeah. I would take less is, over most of those teams down there. So yeah, the
2: talent level they have on their squad is is solid.
0: Chris, yo, you talk about top goal, and maybe okay. you have someone else, but I have two nominations: one from Wolves, one from Spurs. And I don't know if you saw them both, but I would. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Is, For sure, Andrew and I are both going to be biased, but both are freaking awesome goals. Like, beautiful, sunny goal from way deep, curls it. I mean, beautiful goal. And then Nunez's goal, the, the angle, the volley, the power behind it, everything about it. Beautiful, shocking goal. I don't know if you saw, but Kun Cunha, who's the striker on the team, puts his hands on his head. Like, how in the hell? Like, it's a great reaction from from the team. Uh they're both great. I would vote for Nunez, maybe you'd vote for Sonny, uh, Andrew, but
2: Chris, what do you think? Okay, so I did see them both, and I'm re-watching them right now because um Nunez is good. Nunez's Nunez nunez's, nunez's yeah uh his goal stood out to me when i saw that i was like damn and then i saw sun's goal and i was like damn that was really good too um and i'm rewatching them both right now and good god sun's goal is so good and now let me rewatch <laughs> nunez's goal and, and I'll give you an official answer. Okay. But I did see them both, but it's been a couple of days, and I've watched a lot of golf in between these matches. So, you know. Uh, blah, blah,
1: blah, blah. Um, while you're going, um, yeah, do can it. I say that I love Sun's goal? I love Nunez's goal. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but um, it wasn't the final strike that killed me, but it was the Liverpool's for- first goal today. It was uh, a four-pass sequence, I think. That was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, and um, including a back foot, like heel kick pass, to get it open for the score. Uh, what if
2: I don't think that that was a pass? I think that was a shot that he didn't get his foot all the way on. You hmm. think so? Uh, from Henderson, oh, yeah. Help
1: with the sequence and a It
2: did. It did.
1: And frankly, it was such a pretty goal today that that was my favorite goal of the week. But having said that, Sonny and Nunez were my other two. So um, proving I'm not a homer, um, the Liverpool goal was my favorite, but the other two were top two.
2: Yeah, I would say between the two that we were talking about, for me, Nunez is more impressive because it's on the volley, whereas Sonny's controlling his on the dribble. Both amazing finishes is, but I think Nunez is a little bit more difficult because he's taking it on the volley.
0: And potential the ang potentially the to angle too, which are some of the things I don't like fully understand. They're both amazing goals. I wasn't sure like how much of a homer I was being. So
2: No, no, you weren't at all. I mean, neither of you are. Those are two, those are the two best goals I saw all weekend.
0: Mm so nice after being told to fuck off or fuck you a couple times in the <laughs> episode, it's nice to just kind of end a little more harmoniously so dude, you're too wolvesy it's you overdo it I, I'm not wolvesy at all I didn't even talk about my team had to like, listen to you bitch dude, about your team
1: like all, all you ever reason. do is what else? like I feel like
0: we're in a marriage counselor right now you're I just muted him just for our fans to know why uh, you can't hear Andrew anymore. I I personally muted him. <laughs> He's flipping me off. Uh, and I do
2: want to I do want to throw this out there. Um, it's not every week we get a best save, but Aaron Ramsdale had an amazing game today. Yes, they scored two goals against him, but uh, Aaron Ramsdale makes a save at like the 97th minute, <laughs> maybe the last touch uh, of the game. And uh, saves the day because if he's not there, that is a goal for Liverpool and somehow he's diving across and pushes it away. It was impressive. That was the, for sure, the save of the week, maybe save of the year.
0: That's great. Um, Andrew just left, <laughs> left our call. I don't know if he's mad or if he meant to unmute himself, but he's gone. So we'll see. If he There's
2: knows. no way he didn't leave on Perk.
0: I know, Perfect. I know. Like I'm this. giving him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Well, let's move on to best bet. Uh, Chris, take it away. Maybe, yeah. maybe Andrew will be back by the time it comes. Yeah. Around.
2: This is, of course, best bet brought to you by FanDuel. Please gamble responsibly. All right. We had a decent week last week. Um, Tim almost hit his Liverpool bet today. If Mo Salah would have hit a. F- freaking penalty he would have hit um but unfortunately he did not and uh i am just throwing money at the wind i guess that's a new term we could come up with um but i'm just throwing bets out there that trying to get the the best return at this point so i didn't get my force pick um nate you nailed yours you had villa um it was not the greatest of odds you are going with you know Dribble into the corner and let the clock run out, which is probably what you should do at this point of the season. So, congratulations, you got Villa. That one you basically sixty-five bucks, so not too shabby there. And then Andrew, he actually well, so he went one and one because we when we recorded last week, Tottenham hadn't played, and they did not win that game. Uh, but Tottenham did win this weekend, so he won uh, one hundred forty-five bucks on that bet for that week for this week. So, uh looking at this. Upcoming week, we've got uh, Champions League matches are back. Europa matches are back this week in the midweek. So, excuse me, we only have the weekend games to look forward to and pick our best bets on. Uh, Tim's doing what Tim does best, and that's pick Liverpool no matter what. So, he's got <laughs> Liverpool, which uh, they are a minus 135 favorite against Leeds United, who just gave up 753 goals um, to a bottom tier team. So, uh, looking forward to getting Tim his $74 on that bet. Uh,
0: Should we say Andrew's bet? I guess so. I tried to text him to come back, but,
2: well, he's not coming back. So Feelings get hurt quickly around here. Yeah. Um, Well, Andrew is doing what Andrew does best, and that's just pick Tottenham no matter what. And this week he's especially doing that because I doubt he has any idea what the odds are on this match. <laughs> uh, because Tottenham is playing Gordon It's at Tottenham, and they are a massive minus 230 favorite, which only pays $43 on a win. But hey, you know, chip in a chair. Uh, if he hits that bet and I lose mine, he'll pass me. And I will now be in the worst position as far as lost money. Um, for me, I'm going with a stupid pick that is not going to hit. If I were actually trying to give you the best bet this week, um, what I think is actually the best bet for this weekend is Aston Villa over Newcastle at a plus 240. Uh, we talked this pod about how good Aston Villa has been playing. The game is in Aston Villa. Now Newcastle's playing really good as well, so I get it. Um, but a plus two forty on a three versus six matchup is 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 pretty good odds, especially when that team is at home. So I think that that's probably actually the best bet that you could find this weekend if you're looking for decent odds. Um, but for me, I'm saying I don't really give a shit. I need to try and win fifteen hundred dollars, and since I'm trying to win fifteen hundred dollars this week, I'm taking and Lee- Leicester <laughs> over Man City.
0: Leicester over Man City.
2: It's a plus 1500. So yeah, yeah. And it's at, at Man City. I'm going for that new manager bounce. I was hoping they would have Jesse March hired by now Uh and I could have that super fun new manager bounce. Um, It's, it's stupid. It's not going to hit, but if I hit it, I will be in first place and I will be laughing. So (laughs) that brings us to you, Nate. You have just an amazing pick this week. What did you go with?
0: I went with Manchester United at minus 170 um United plays at Forest and Forest as we've talked about is dog shit and if United loses that then what the hell
2: Yeah what the hell would be correct
0: I do think that is the best bet um the the yours yours is pretty good um that Aston Villa, Newcastle. I just think Newcastle's playing so good; it's going to be hard. Best bet on that might be a draw, to be honest. But yeah, which would also net two forty. Um, here's
2: uh, here's what I why I really like your bet. One force is playing so terrible. Uh, two, Christian Eriksen Casemiro return, Oh, and yeah. uh, that is going to make a massive difference. So the only downfall, Manchester United don't know what's going on with Marcus Rashford. He pulled his groin at the end oh. of the match. And called himself out and went right to the locker room waiting on test results for that. They should usually United doctors send me their reports and scans Monday morning. So I should have that tomorrow from them. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a quick review and see how long Marcus is going to be out for, but I'll let you guys know. All right.
0: Well, m- match of the week, as you stated, there's some champions league coming up. So, uh, and Europa, that should be fun. But as far as Premier League goes, I think that Aston Villa Newcastle match should be a great
2: one to watch. Um that's really the only like probably- legitimately good game this week.
0: Yeah, that that really is. There's that's not- the top of the
2: table is playing the bottom of the table and all the mid teams are playing the mid teams.
0: Yeah, there's Southampton Crystal Palace has some relegation uh implications, but but yeah, all the other than that, it's basically top of the table playing middle of the table, and or top playing bottom and a couple mid. But that villa, that villa Newcastle game should be fun. Is it the early match though? Again, for who? That Aston, yeah, that's the four thirty Pacific Saturday. Standard time Saturday morning. So I'll basically it, just pick up and watch the end probably.
2: This was the first four thirty Saturday morning match that I was like. All, absolutely, one hundred percent okay with getting up to watch because the Masters second round had to finish in that morning. So I had, okay. so I had United up on one screen. I had the Masters up on the other. Both super early, but it was great.
0: Congrats to Arizona State Sun Devil John Rom for yeah, baby. He also won me fifty bucks because I bet five dollars on him to win before this tournament started. Nice. So, yeah. Well, that's it. Uh, I would Sweet. say gentlemen, but one of the gentlemen left. So, Chris. <laughs> uh,
2: We're ending it the same way we ended last week.
0: That's right. Good night.
2: <laughs> Pleasure's have
0: a...